I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Have you ever heard that? I know you have if you've been around very long at all. That's an old great poem, uh, American poem, and uh, a carol was written from it, and it's, it's a sentiment we express this time of year all the time. But do you know the story behind it. I bet you don't, but you can because there's a movie that is coming out uh, on December 1st in theaters uh, that I want to tell you about, and we're going to talk with the director, producer, and co-writer of that film. I'll show you the movie. This is I Heard the Bells at their website, IHeardTheBellsMovie.com, and it's a beautiful movie that tells a story that you're going to love, especially a good Christmas movie. you got to love it. The, the man behind this is Josh Ank, and uh, he is with me today, and we're going we're gonna to talk all things movie and maybe some other cool things. So stick around, hit share, hit like, hit follow, hit subscribe, and Josh, welcome to Life Today Live. Thank you, Randy. It is great to be here. So walk us through some of this movie here, because I, I think people were like, when I started reading that, they're like, yeah, I've heard that, but we don't know the story behind it. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a story that's kind of been lost to history. Uh, American, an American poet by the name of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow mm-hmm. uh, in the 1840s, 50s, and 60s was not just known as America's greatest poet, but he is actually known as America's most famous person. Hmm. He was a contemporary with Charles Dickens, who I'm sure you know that name. Sure. And he and uh, Henry Longfellow were, uh, they were friends. And the demand for Henry Longfellow over in London was the same as the the demand for Charles Dickens here on the East Coast uh, in America. And so, you know, his name was right up there. He was known as a fireside poet. He was a primary influencer on culture uh, during the uh, that time. And he, his voice was celebrated for many, many years uh, after his time, uh, deep into the 1950s, where uh, his work would have been memorized by school students and mm-hmm. academia. And when I say things like two ships passing in the night, that's Henry Longfellow. Hmm. When I say things like footsteps in the sands of time, that's Henry Longfellow, Hmm. Paul Revere's ride. Uh, So he's one of those American influencers that is woven into the fabric and DNA of our heritage, but he has been lost to history. And it was our desire to dust off the story and pick up this incredible true story behind his poem, Christmas bells, which became the song "I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day," so really exciting. I, you know, I part of me is sitting here cringing, going, Dude, "Are we teaching this in schools? We are, <laughs> we are just missing such beauty of of language and thought and for things that are not good." But I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail. Okay, no, but you, I got listen. I got goosebumps just hearing you say that. You know, when you read these words uh, and how crafted. You know these thoughts were, yeah. and how thought-provoking these these poets were. Uh, they were the mo- back then. They were the movie stars. They were the musicians, uh, the rock bands. That's that's who they were. So uh, it is it is sad, you know, that they're not being celebrated today. Yeah, I know. You know, and and I, I I don't know. 
I hope this isn't Longfellow, but this we've all heard beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Right. I kind of have a problem with that phrase because yeah. some things are beautiful whether we recognize it or not. Uh, yeah. And I think the poetry of, of a Longfellow, and, and I love Dickens as well, there is mm -hmm. a beauty in the language there uh, and the mm -hmm. ideas that they express that we don't, uh, uh, the beholders don't recognize it, but they're still beautiful anyway. Yep, and still active and alive. Yeah, okay. So now you mentioned uh, sort of the time frame in the U.S. Yep. That's Civil War, and, and on the website where it's kind of flashing some scenes from the film, I, I'm seeing guns, and it looks like Civil War. So is this, this a big part of what we're talking about? It sure is, yeah. The uh, So what was happening uh, in the 1860s, Henry Longfellow uh, was living up in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, he was a professor of modern languages. He was an, a very established author and poet at the time. Mm. And he and his wife, Fanny, uh, were thriving. They had five children from teenagers all the way down to um, about seven years old. And uh, they were just living the quintessential New England life. Um, but what was brewing in the background was the Civil War uh, by 1860, 1861. And so the nation was really divided at that time, as you know. And so Longfellow found himself at this interesting intersection of our national history. Um, and he himself then uh, plunged into tragedy and crisis around that time. Uh, in fact, July 9th, 1861, I'm not going to give the entire plot away. Sure. I would like the viewers to see the movie. <laughs> but major significant life change happened to him, which completely shattered his quintessential life uh, and upset uh, the path that he was on. And this film really explores uh, the account of him putting the pen down. You know, if you can imagine, like pick a number one influencer in our culture today, and all of a sudden they stop doing what the world knows them as. That's what Henry did. He put his pen down and he questioned a lot of things and his faith was questioned. He was questioning his own, his own faith. Where was God in this? You know, is, is God sleeping while these events could take place? Um, his younger son, Charlie, who ran off to the civil war against his dad's, um, uh, without his dad's permission, mm -hmm. you know, he asked the question, is God even, is God even alive? Is wow. God dead? Wow. And so when you look at the poem that Henry wrote uh, in 1863, after his son was almost killed in action and was healing at home, uh, the poem that he wrote at that point in time is so rich and it's really a diary entry because one part of the poem reads, and in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Hmm. That was the feeling of the nation that was the feeling of Henry Longfellow. Fast forward to the end of that poem when he says, then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. This film is about what happened between despair and hearing the bells peal again more loud and deep. I love it. And you know what's crazy is, is what you're describing uh, a divided nation, despair, people doubting God. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the 1800s. It sounds like right now. Sure does. And that's one of the cool things about how uh, the Lord works story into sight and sound. The, we pick these films, these uh, stage productions years and years in advance. And by the time they come to fruition, we have no idea what the state of our union will be like. 
And this is just another example of a timely story, a relevant story of a man who uh, who was considering giving up and could have, but uh, he didn't. He heard God's voice through the symbol of a, of a church bell. And then he himself picked his pen back up and became a voice to the church. Wow. And his voice rang out more loud and wow. more deep because of the tragedy he's been through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of great poetry comes from from tragedy and from difficulty. Uh, yeah. it's, it's out of those fires that sometimes the most beautiful things are forged. And it sounds like that's definitely the case with this one. It sure is. And people are able to relate. We premiered the film to 1400 people just a couple of days ago, and it got an incredible response. People are relating to all the different characters, whether it's Henry's wife, Fanny, or Henry himself, the protagonist, or the son, Charlie, who is rebelling and running away, or the children. I mean, there's a lot of warm, fuzzy Christmas in this film as well. Uh, Henry Longfellow wrote a famous poem called The Children's Hour, which is about his three daughters sneaking down into his writer's lounge one one night and attacking him and uh we, we bring that poem to life uh in a, in a real fun and and christmasy way so it's it's got a lot of fun and thrill and adventure in it um but it's got some some serious crisis and tragedies that are overcome by by the hero of the story very cool you want to show people the trailer i would love to show people the trailer. Yes. <laughs> okay. enjoy check, check this out this is i heard the bells a film that opens on December 1st, so you can go to IHeardTheBellsMovie.com, IHeardTheBellsMovie.com to find out if you can see it in your town or how you can see it. Uh, and this is a little taste of the film. Is it Christmas now, Papa? Well, it's not Christmas until we hear the bells. The bells. Hopeful voice of the church. Already enshrined as America's poet, his works have helped shape the national character. He is Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Smile. Smiling. You've written poems that rage against slavery. You've inspired the union with Paul Revere's rhyme. You'd make a brave soldier. You think so? I intend for my pen to raise unity, not swords. Well, it has raised an army of swords. I will stand and I will fight. Promise me you will not let this war take our sons. You have my promise. A Merry Christmas, say the children, but that is no more for me. The bell has fallen from its steeple. Henry, have you started writing again? I haven't. A poet's voice, silenced by grief. What are you carrying, Henry? Whatever it is, you can leave it here. You are that bell, and you are not done ringing. Life seems more sacred to me than ever. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. You are a good man, Henry. I heard the bells on Christmas Day.
December 1st. Uh, now, uh, uh, Josh, I have a question for you. Is that going to be in limited uh, cities and then rolling out, or what's sort of the plan? Do you think it'll be in more places by closer to Christmas? Yeah, uh, that's the hope. In fact, it's already grown quite significantly. Good. It went from a three-day Fathom event release to uh, two weeks. Now it runs through the 15th of December in 995 movie theaters nationwide. Oh, wow. It is really growing, and we think it could, you know, go up past a thousand movie theaters here in the next several days. So uh, there's a good chance that people uh, in major cities and uh, sizable towns will be able to find a theater close by. What about Canada? Any Canadian distribution? I know that. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. I'm here, so I, I can't confirm that for sure. But yeah. I heard from a colleague that they have a friend in Canada who's seeing advertisements for it. So oh. it's quite possible. Okay. Very exciting. All right. Now you mentioned something you said here at Sight and Sound, and I know yes. most of our audience has no idea what you're talking about. Uh, this is actually the website for Sight and Sound Theaters, which you have a physical theater in Branson, Missouri, and one up in somewhere in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, what, what, for people that don't know what that is, what, what is that? Cause it looks really cool. Yeah. So Sight and Sound Ministries um, is a, uh, a theater company, faith-based theater company. It's been in operation since 1976. So we are on our 46th year and we produce and stage our own original um, stage productions uh, based on the Bible. And so these are massive shows. We're talking a 300 foot wraparound stage, dozens of live animals, over 60 uh, professional actors, um, they take three and a half years to build these shows, to script them, design them, and stage them. And we have two theaters, one in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and in, one in Branson, Missouri. And uh, currently on the Lancaster stage is the story of David, uh, which has just gone incredibly well. And out in Branson, we just finished the Jesus show, which was uh, on its fourth year. Hmm. Uh, it has been seen by millions and millions of people. And now the Christmas show is playing in Branson. Huh. And next year is exciting. We got Moses back on the stage after a small hiatus. Uh, and we have the story of Queen Esther in Branson. But it's really unlike any theater experience that you'll ever have. It's so immersive. And these 2,000 seat theaters get packed out um, every day. We have 11 shows a week. So we've been doing this for a little while. Yeah. And uh, my, my wife would love me for I mean, she's going to love me forever already. But if I took <laughs> her up to see a Christmas show in Branson. Oh, yeah. Just forget about it. It'd be yeah. Um, and you, you are you over all of that? Are you over a segment of the production of that? What's your role exactly? So my role is president of the company and chief story officer. So eighty uh, percent of my time is development, uh, visionary, new content creation, whether it's a stage production or in this case a film. Um, and then twenty percent of my time is on the administrative and executive side of things, um, navigating the future of the company. So um, well, film is new. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, are you, are you the creative type? So that, does that mean 20% of the time is just work you'd rather not do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep, exactly. I have one pencil in my you know, in my uh, pencil holder here, one piece of but, paper. But, but this is your first film, full-length That's film. correct. Yeah. yeah, and we decided during COVID, March 2020, uh, when all the theaters in the nation and the world shut down, uh, we got one, we had one of our stage productions filmed, um, you know, the, the multi-camera on the stage. Mm -hmm. It was a stage production. And we sent that to the world and um, had an incredible response. Three million people in three days over Easter weekend, 2020, wow. saw the production of Jesus. And we, we said, you know what, we need to do more things to get out into the world because not everybody can travel to Lancaster, Pennsylvania or Branson, Missouri to see our live stage shows. What birthed what, what was birthed out of that 
was Sight and Sound TV, our very own platform for streaming our own content. And then on the heels of that was meant what was supposed to be a short experimental film on I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. But once we started production, uh, the writing side of the uh, design side of it, this story grew and we made our first feature length film. It's an hour and 50 minutes. Uh, original screenplay shot entirely by our team and some close um, uh, some close contractors on the outside. And uh, so this is our very first uh, uh, film, uh, but st we're storytellers. We're passionate about moving people's hearts towards truth through the power of story. And Ministries is now uh, an umbrella for theaters and film. And so our films are meant to tell the stories of figures and events from history that changed the world because Christ first changed them. So we're excited about it. And, and you had to pick the difficulty of a period piece for your first one. That's I know. By, that's by but we've been doing period pieces since 1976. Oh, uh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, but you, go ahead. What was quite exciting about doing this is we wanted to pick a Christmas story. Yeah. We just, that's what we just wanted to start with. Yeah. And um, this was a, a story that just spoke to my heart. You know, I love true stories about songs, you know, and things that we celebrate today or traditions, Christmas traditions. What are those? What's a true story behind that? And when we realized that this is a real Americana movie set in the 1860s, and we're here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, where we still have horses and buggies literally roaming around. Yeah, you would. All this farmland and all these old homes uh, from the 1700s, we were able to really um, get creative with oh. this film as low budget as we could while still keeping the big scope that Sight and Sound is known for. And we, we, we pulled it off. It, yeah, I mean, it looks beautiful. Uh, and so you. <laughs> you, you're definitely doing some things right. You mentioned Sight and Sound TV. What is that? Yes. So Sight and Sound TV is our brand new, it's about two years old now, streaming service. So you can get a membership to Sight and Sound TV, and then you have access to all of our filmed stage productions mm -hmm. and also some special behind-the-scenes content. Uh, we come out with things, creative and fun things, all the time. Uh, eventually, the film will find its way on Sight and Sound TV after its theatrical run. Okay. Uh, but that's down the road. We uh, we don't know if that's going to be the case this year or that'll be next year. Uh, but Sight and Sound TV is like full access to everything Sight and Sound. Um, we have a lot of people that have subscribed to it, and it's been just huge for us to connect with our, our guests that way. Uh, is that best at sight-sound.com or is there a separate URL for the TV? Yeah, if they go to sight-sound.com, they will see a link to Sight and Sound TV. Okay. But if they just if they also just search Sight and Sound TV, they'll find uh, they'll find their way there. Oh, I, I I see it in my poor vision right there. Sight-sound.com and there's the Sight and Sound TV link right there, and it looks like that. So you guys can go subscribe. But I will say, uh, and I'm sure Josh will back me up on this, the way you see more good quality Christian inspiring sometimes Christmas films is you go to the theater and you take your friends. So on December 1st or thereafter, if it's showing in your in your city, get your groups together, go sit in the theaters. You'll have more fun anyway. It just always looks better on the big screen. But that is how we we get more of these made. It's by showing up yeah. at the theaters primarily. So, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for us, we champion uh, Christian artists out there. Jesus himself was a master storyteller. Mm. It's how you connect people's hearts towards to truth. And so we're passionate about it. And this film, uh, you know, we're very proud of, of how this film uh, turned out. We worked incredibly hard on it. And uh, we used, um, you know, incredibly sophisticated 
uh, filmmaking tools. Uh, we didn't hold back any of the, any stops. And so um, we're proud of the quality of the film. We shot uh, over a year and a half. We didn't do the eight week shoot thing. We did it over a year and a half because we wanted all four seasons of the year. And it also helped us pace ourselves as a company because we were in the middle of production on our stage production of David at the time. Um, but the actors just knocked it out of the park. Um, I know and love these actors. They've been on our stage and to see them stretching their muscles. Uh, I was, I was going to ask you because your lead actor, uh, I haven't, I'm not familiar with him. Haven't seen him before. Is this his first yeah. major film role? And did you get him from the stage? Yeah. So he, he's a professional actor. His name is Steve Atherholt and he graced our stage for many, many years playing major roles. Um, and then, uh, he uh, is a, a professor at a local college and, uh, still teaches acting and I, and I, I auditioned him for the role of Longfellow and I was like, there's no way I can go with anybody else. This is our guy. <laughs> and, and the same with Rachel Hughes, who plays the role of Fanny, uh, the wife, she graced our stages. She played the roles of uh, Mary mother in our Christmas stories and just her gentleness and her peaceful spirit about her. You just immediately, uh, feel warm, you know, toward her. And then Charlie Longfellow played by John Blair. He probably has the most uh, film experience, um, and he was the the son that runs off to war, yeah. and a lot of the plot is communicated through his character. Um, but this is the first time for a lot of us. You know, I I've produced and directed stage shows for Sight and Sound for 28 years. Uh, I've done many short films and things like that, but this is my first feature. It's Sight and Sound's first feature. These actors, it's their first feature, but um, with the performances and the quality of the film, I don't think you would know it. I think that people will be very impressed by their performances um, and what the sight and sound team was able to pull off with limited time and a limited budget. Well, I mean, you've been working with lights and staging and acting and storytelling and, and, and with the short film, the cameras for a long time. So it's, it's not like it's really your first crack. It, it's just yeah, it's long. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not our first radio completely, you know, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but anyway, it is a definitely a first for sight and sound. Uh, to release a feature film nationwide. Um, and we're excited about what I Heard the Bells is going to bring people uh, this time of the year. It's it's going to bring them a new kind of hope. And I just wanted to share this, Randy. You know, it's like, you know, we all will experience storms in life. Jesus said, you know, when the storms of life come, not if they come. And I think that a lot of Christians think that their lives need to continue to be bright and shiny and like a bell at the highest steeple of the church ringing out unaffected by life's woes. But that's just not what I read in the scriptures and what I experience in life. When we're, when we're beat down by life, when things come our way that are hard, um, we have a choice to make. And the protagonist in this film, Henry Longfellow, he has a choice to make, you know, is he going to kind of disappear in his sorrow uh, or is he going to allow those conflicts in life to shape him uh, to be a more powerful voice to those who are hurting into a world that's in need. Mm. And he chooses the latter. Mm. And I think that this film is going to inspire people to say, you know what, if, if whatever Henry Longfellow has been through and he's still going to pick up that pen and influence humanity, then by golly, I can too, yeah. no matter what has happened in my life. Love it. I mean, not just a great Christmas message, but a great message for today. Yeah. For, for everyone. Yep. Amen. Josh Ank, uh, love it. Uh, appreciate you spending the time to show it to our audience and kind of give us some of the, the background. And, and it's, I just really hope this thing exceeds your expectations. Thank you, Randy. I really appreciate it. And I've really enjoyed talking with you and 
I just want to thank the listeners out there who who know about Sight and Sound. Uh, thank you for all your support. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Sight and Sound is, would love for you to check us out at sight-sound.com. Come see a stage show. Yeah. But go out this Christmas and see I Heard the Bells. Absolutely do it. Appreciate you and appreciate all you guys watching. You know somebody that loves Christmas and Christmas movies? Hit share and let them know there's one coming to your town. It's called I Heard the Bells. Come back. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.